Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor and his cousin gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides. For the latest updates and information, you can find me on Twitter at Professor Sides. You can find my cousin Jared on Twitter at Cousin Jared. This college football episode covers select games from week 10 of the 2022 season. In case you're here, check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash new for a primer and explanation. You can pause if need be. Otherwise, the goals for this episode are to share key information about these games, give you a few things to think on, and explain why certain plays are being made. We never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick, but rather to hear the justifications and thought processes to make sure you're fully on board with us or against us before investing your hard-earned money. We will make a pick on every game, but you should take what you like and leave the rest. Remember that there are no locks in gambling, so what we provide are loves, likes, and leans, that is A, B, and C grade picks, to indicate our confidence level with respect to scaling wagers. However, please understand that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as we'd like to say we'll be profitable each and every week, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, Cousin Jared, we have not had our first dose of action yet, unfortunately. Uh, we are recording this earlier in the day on Tuesday so that you and I can both watch the World Series tonight. So yeah, we'll shift this up a little bit. Priorities, people. Priorities, yeah. Um, <laughs> because who has real jobs, who works, right? Like if our, if, if our bosses are watching this, just... Don't, I guess. Maybe that's that's the, the message. Welcome. Welcome. There you go. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, before we get to this show, as a reminder, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And if you turn on notifications, you won't miss any college basketball. I love your college football content that this channel provides. We've also got that Patreon page if you're looking for some extra benefits. Membership starts at just $3 per month. Gets you all of the plays of the day. I already got three of them up today. Um rocking and rolling hero college basketball coming next week it's that's, gonna start getting crazy. that's just what i was i was gonna say you know we, we mentioned you know college football mlb i, I got a text last night saying yeah. that, hey next sunday we're gonna be doing a college basketball show and i said how in the hell is it our yeah. college basketball season but <laughs> it is here jake is ready to go and so everybody be tuned in for all of the great content that the professor and jake are going to be able to give you Six days a week. Yeah, yeah. I told uh, I told Mrs. Professor last night. I said, "Hey, if because of the rain out now in Game uh, Three of the World Series, said if we have a Game Seven, it'll be on October sixth, and college basketball starts or November sixth. And I said, college basketball starts November seventh. And she just like looked at me and just was yeah. like, I, I can't, I can't even. And I was like, yeah. I don't know how either. But here we yeah. are. Um, all right, well, we'll get to the games we're coming in this episode. All lines courtesy of Bet Online. Sign up link in the show description and current as of the time of this recording, uh, late morning on Tuesday, November 1st. We're going to finish out the midweek games. We've got another double dose of action here. Two Wednesday night games Central Michigan and Northern Illinois. Northern Illinois is a four point favorite. Uh, according to Sideline, both these teams are in the 100s on the ranking. Both are two and six. Neither of these teams is good. Sideline says Northern Illinois minus three and that minus 3.8. It's a four point spread. Total is 55 and a half. This one's a tougher game uh, to peg, in my opinion. When you, when you look at these teams, they both kind of played in some higher scoring games and some lower scoring games. So we're not really sure what to make of the total. I'm not really sure what to make of the side other than at minimum, I think I would lean Central Michigan plus four just because 
these two teams are terrible, so give me more than a field goal, and I'm happy because I don't really know what to expect. Uh, what's your take on this one, Jared? I definitely agree with that. Take the points. Um, I mean, looking at 55 and a half, Central Michigan has just had a lot of issues scoring uh, this season. If I had to lean on the total, it would definitely be to, to the under, especially the key number like that. But, you know, it, it's Maction. I don't have a lot of faith in either of these teams. I would recommend it if, if you want to make a play on this one, grab, grab the points uh, because – I feel like we've got a year and a half of evidence saying that Northern Illinois is going to have a hard time by winning, <laughs> winning by more than that. Exactly. Is there a number that would get you to a B grade on Central Michigan? Is yeah, probably like six. Is it four, four, I was going to say four and a half. You need six. Okay. I, so yeah, I just I don't have any faith in either of these teams. I agree. It, it, it kind of reminds me of the Kent State Bowl State game that we've talked about. That line's changed a lot. We've already been updating Patreon with our. Uh, suggestions yeah. for that game is it's changed. It kind of reminds me of that one where it's like in this three and a half, four, it's kind of like, eh, you know, not really excited either way. Yeah. If it gets up there into that six to seven range, you start really thinking about just saying, give me all these points because yeah. who the heck knows what's going to happen. So yeah. uh, I'll go ahead and mark down that if, if it does get up into the six range, we'll start thinking about a B grade pick. Otherwise we'll go lean central Michigan plus four. That's a C grade pick. And I'm like, yeah, I just kind of want to pass this total. If I had to, I would go under if you're just looking, if you're just itching for a play, but yeah, uh, especially like so at 55 and a half, it's, it's a good number to go under on, but it's not one that I'm excited about making. And I'm not sure there's a realistic number that it would get to where I would either, just because if this game got into the 60s, I wouldn't be that shocked. Yeah, I agree. All righty, to the other Wednesday matching game, Western Michigan at Bowling Green. Bowling Green is a four and a half point favorite, total of 47 and a half in this one. Uh, Sideline says this should be Bowling Green minus 2.6. I've got both of these teams in the high one teens. Uh, we talk about bad football. I mean, this is one notch above whatever the worst you can get is here. I mean, these two teams are yeah. in the bottom 10, but I mean, they're right there neck and neck for I'm not really sure why Bowling Green is favored by four and a half. I think this one's should be a really tight contest with regards to who wins. It seems like a back and forth type game. I have zero faith in both of them. Uh, I, I kind of like taking the four and a half here, getting the win on four adds a little bit of value and 47 and a half seems a bit low. When you look at these two teams, uh, Western Michigan has played in some lower scoring games. But when you look at the opponents that they've done it against, one of them was Miami of Ohio, which we've long talked about being one of our favorite under teams. Mm -hmm. uh, but beyond that, even, you know, the game against Ohio, it landed on 47. So that would have been uh, just under this, but very, very close. The Eastern Michigan game uh, got up into the, into the sixties. I mean, the, uh, Pittsburgh game got to 47 is also, we're almost right there. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the Ball State game got to 67, and they're, of course, the lower-scoring team of the two. Uh, Bowling Green just played a game against Central Michigan last week. They got to 52. Um, yeah. They played a game against Akron. They got to 59. It, it, I mean, they got a game. They played a game against Marshall that got into the 60s, which seems impossible. It does seem impossible. That is 40, Yeah, 47 and a half seems a bit low. Obviously, I'd like 47 since we've seen a couple of those numbers. I thought it was 47, but I kind of think over might be the way to look here. So I'm kind of thinking uh, maybe push this a little bit towards the over, a little bit towards taking the points. Where does that resonate with you? 
Ah, uh, man. So I think I would lean. So I would lean towards taking the, the points with Western Michigan as well. So I would say let's give that a B grade, taking the four and a half points. Uh, Bowling Green has four wins this season. Only one of them came by more than uh, four points. And so they, you know, they haven't got outside that number very often when they've won the season. So let's give that a B grade. Man, I am really struggling with the total in this one because this is one of the first ones when we started looking at games on Sunday night. You and I disagreed on, on the total yeah. on this one. I was thinking under 47. And that was mostly just. I feel like Western Michigan just has not played in very many high scoring games this season, but to your point, Bowling Green has had some, some higher scoring games, uh, man. I just, uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to, to get there on, on the over on this one. It just doesn't feel just something doesn't sit right with me on this one, Good. especially when you look at some of the, the numbers out there that project this game to be in the mid fifties or something, kind of like what you said. And it's almost like, well, maybe the books know something that, that we mm. don't set the line all the way down at, at 47. So um, if you're looking for points uh, from action this week, I think there's some other games you can look to. I don't know if I'd be looking to this one. Okay. Um, All right. So I, I think I'm out on, on the over for this one. All right. And then that's what happens. That's the new format. That's what we like. We can kind of like balance off of each other. So we're in agreement on Western Michigan plus four and a half. We're going to give that a B grade pick. We disagree on the total. So that's going to be a pass for us then. And uh, if someone wants to keep track, we'll see who, who wins on these disagreements. <laughs> I'm not keeping track. I don't really care. If we disagree, I'm not either. We're, we're moving on. Like it doesn't yeah. really matter, but we're focused on Western Michigan. Just keeping this close. Uh, it's one of those games, especially getting four and a half. You want someone to kick an early field goal and then you want ping pong and touchdown just to keep fun and then yeah. you don't have to care how it plays out right. um all right and then to thursday utep and rice this number has been fairly static all week i've been kind of hoping waiting for rice to drop to three and a half i, I dropped from three and a half to three i think rice minus three is pretty enticing rice minus three and a half is just a bit of a too far of a bridge for me personally. I, I yeah. think they're the better team. I think they should be favored. I don't think that three and a half is a bad line. I think it's a pretty good line. I think three and a half or four is probably a decent line. Sideline says four and a half. I think in that range is pretty solid. I just, the way that these two teams have kind of confused me and bounced back and forth, I kind of just would feel better about laying three than three and a half. Total is 49. What's your take on this game? So I so completely agree with you on, on the side. Maybe if you get it down to three or obviously two and a half, you feel better about that. Three and a half do, doesn't do anything for me, especially with these these two teams. The total, I would caution you to be a little bit uh, wary on, on this total because you know that I like a good underplay. But when you go look at Rice's schedule, mm -hmm. they played Louisiana and that game got to 54 which, you know, we love a good Louisiana under. That game got to 54. They played UAB earlier this season. That game got to 52. Um, so they've played some teams that, in my mind, try to play a similar style to what they've drug them up a little bit. And, and yeah, it's been yeah. really surprising. So, I mean, you've got the uh, Rice against FAU game that was 14 to 17. If this game ended up like that, I wouldn't be surprised. Right. And that just Louisiana game and that UAB game kind of really gives me pause on the under 49. Yeah, I, I agree. It, it's like I, I, I want to like something in this total, but you just because you see the rice yeah. things and you're just like, I want to go over, but you look at the UTEP and you want to go under, and it's just like, yeah. a, I don't really know. Nothing really speaks to me there. Uh, so yep. we'll go lean rice minus three and a half at three. We're talking, especially depending on what the odds are. You know, minus three, like minus 125, isn't that right. exciting either. But depending on what the odds are, they're all marked down three as our official. We'll keep an eye on this. We'll update Patreon if it drops there, if we make a play on that. That's kind of really the threshold for me. And obviously, like I said, two and a half is definitely a play if it were to yep. drop there. Three and a half to two and a half is a large jump though so that would yeah be yeah. a little bit surprising uh but obviously you never should never know where the numbers are going to go yep 
7.30 Eastern on Thursday. This would be your uh, exciting game to watch on Thursday. Appalachian State and Coastal Carolina. Okay, Appalachian State's been pretty solid all year. I think we've been pleased with them. Uh, you know, probably not as good as they looked early on. Um, but, but you know, an interesting team, a good team. Uh, Southland's got them ranked 44th. Uh, Coastal Carolina, I have no idea what to make of this team. They're, they're good. They're not good. They're good. They're not good. They're disappointing. Yeah. Come through. They're seven and one, but it's a little bit of a fraudulent seven and one. Sideline says they are ranked sixty six. So I've got App State twenty two slots ahead of them. Appalachian State is favored by three on the road. Sideline says they should be favored by two point two. When do we have enough faith to jump back in on Coastal Carolina? Given that they just seem to zig and zag every which direction. Like, there's obviously a number. What number is that? Is the uh, question and. I- how do you yeah. feel about the total here of 64? Oh, man. Uh, so I feel like we talk about a lot of games that that we say are are gross games, that, you know, that we don't really want to be in, invested in because they are two ugly teams. This is the exact opposite. I want to watch this game. I want to see how this plays out. But, man, when you're talking about any value on either side of this, it is a gross game because I don't yeah. like anything about this. Um, so, first of all, you know, okay, the line seems well set to me. I don't know how uh, Coastal, even at home, can be favored kind of based on how they've gone back and forth this season. App State, you know, they haven't looked great at times either, but I feel like they've been at least a little more consistent than yeah. what, uh, coastal has been the total. So definitely my first thought was, is I'm going under this 64 because, you know, coastal, they have just had, and it seems seemingly is almost every game where they can just go an entire quarter without scoring any mm-hmm. points. And, you know, they may score my score 21 in one quarter, but then there's going to be zero. And then another quarter with like six. So my first thought was the under, but man, if you really stop and look at app state schedule this season, they, they had, um, uh, 59 points against with 59 points as the total against Georgia State. Uh, Texas State had 60. James Madison had 60. Troy had 60. Troy. Troy had 60 total points in the App State game. And then, of course, you know, the North Carolina game. We don't we don't even want to talk, talk about that. Um, but I guess where I'm going with this is App State's defense, I think, might be um, a little bit overrated for what they have mm. actually done this season. So this, for me, I have no feel on anything on this game. I would lean towards taking the three points with Coastal at home um, just because they, you know, zig and zag. This feels like a time maybe you catch them. Uh, they're, a, they're a dog. Maybe you take the three points and they kind of end up winning this one outright. Um, but, man, on the total, I've got no feel. I think App State's defense is definitely a little bit questionable. Yeah, and of course, the most impressive App State defensive performance, the AM game, which, as you well know, right, the offense yeah. there. Yeah. How much of that was AM's offense, right? Exactly. Um, the fact that, you know, Coastal Carolina coming off of that big win at Marshall last week and now playing on a short week, App State had a bye week last week in the form of playing Robert Morris, who, who is 0 and 8. Robert Morris, who is 0-8 is in an FCS school, of course. Yeah. 0-8 for an FCS, I mean, that's bad. Um, yeah. I don't know how that plays. I don't know how the short week plays into it. And I, and I feel like, and this is, again, we want to give you viewers something to think about. The short week might impact how you feel about the total as well, because that might affect 
what sort of game plan these teams are able to roll out there without the full week of preparation. Right? We talk about this a lot with Thursday Night Football and the NFL, the same sort of thing. That's a little bit different with the Sunday games rather than Saturday. You have the one extra day. Um, and, of course, the question mark of how much was App State just straight up prepping for this game, saying we didn't have to worry about Robert Morris. Um, but, again, Coastal Carolina has seemed to come up big in these types of moments, you know, um, prime time on TV, that sort of thing. So I, I, I'm I'm good with the lean on Coastal Carolina, but I'm with you. I don't really have a great feel for this one at all. I'm really curious to see how it plays out. Really interested to watch it, but from yeah. a gambling perspective, it's a lot harder to be invested in this one at these numbers. I, I, I the more I think about it, let's let's note, let's give a B grade to the under at 65. Okay, um, because I, I think that, yeah, I, I just think if I had to absolutely pick something, it would be the under, and I think 65 would would be the spot. So, in general, I think. I think it kind of maybe where I was alluding to is a short week. I tend to think under's a little bit smarter yeah. of a play. It yep. doesn't always work out. We saw the crazy, we're going to talk about this multiple times, I think on the show, the crazy game between Southern Miss and Louisiana, but we will have an asterisk to explain that one. But it doesn't yeah. always work with a short week like that. But in general, you tend to, tend to get a little bit less exotic on the offense, a little bit less that sort of thing. Yeah. This one, of course, the teams might bust out all their trick plays when this is a big game, but yeah. Shorter week, we tend to think under 64, though, like you said, not as exciting. But if it gets to 65, we will go B grade under. Otherwise, it's kind of just a pass from us. We'll lean coastal on the points, but only a C grade for us there. Yep. Friday night, one other game we already talked about. uh, uh, At least one of the two two other ones. I can't remember how many uh, on the previous episode. 7 p.m. Eastern at Duke and Boston College. Uh, Boston College, bad. Duke, kind of frisky, good, exciting. Uh, a, a fun team, a team we've backed a lot this year. Um, a total of 46 and a half, which I <laughs> feels like at least 10 points too high from what I would project yeah. in this game. This total has come crashing down. We talked about on the first episode, we had a handful of games that we just kind of pushed to a later episode because we just didn't want to spend we should, couldn't cover all of them. Uh, mm-hmm. This is one of those totals that was at 49 earlier in the week. Uh, still down to 46 and a half. I, I still think it's too high. <laughs> um, yeah. and, and Duke minus nine and a half. I kind of think I would lay the nine and a half. Sideline says 9.8. This is more of Boston College is just at some point the wheels have are coming yeah. off one of the two. Duke seems to be playing hard, you know feels like a good spot for Duke to go show that they are actually a respectable team. Get bowl eligible, which has happened at some point. Duke's had a couple of decent teams in recent seasons, but they've also had some really bad ones. So mm-hmm. uh, a, a big opportunity here for Duke uh, on Friday night. Their defense should dominate. I, I don't see Boston College scoring on that defense much at all. Uh, what's your take on this one, Cousin Jared? My take on this one is that if Duke wins this game, I think that the score is 27 to 10. And I think if Boston College wins this game, it's 20 to 17. And so I like the under, uh, definitely. So I would recommend we give this a B grade at 46 and a half. Um, I would wait for an A grade at 48. I don't know. I doubt it goes back to 48. But what I would say is if this goes to 47 or 47 and a half, you know, Friday, sometime later in the week, you know, maybe before kickoff on Saturday, if it gets back to 47 or 47 and a half, then I would probably give it an A grade at, at that number. Um, but, you know, 
earlier in the week. Let's just hold out for a 48 and see if we get an A grade on the under 48. I would also lean towards laying the nine and a half points with Duke as well. I mean, just Boston College is is just not going to be able to score. I, I've talked about what I think of the defensive coaching staff at, at Duke. I think that they are going to be able to give Boston College all sorts of problems, and, and that's outside of Boston College giving themselves their own problems. Right. <laughs> and so uh, I, I think I would feel good about laying the nine and a half points uh, with Duke as well with, with a B grade. I agree on the B grade there. It's too high for me to give an A grade just because yep. if Duke wins this by seven, I wouldn't be overly shocked. Nope. Uh, if, if, if it's 20, if it's 17 to 10 or, you know, 24, 17, something like that. Nope. I don't think it's crazy. So B grade for us at Duke minus nine and a half. I think it's seven. I probably would give an A grade. I don't see it getting there, but that would be my thought. Six nope. and a half. Where, where would you say for an A grade on that? Just uh, Yeah, I, I would say uh, seven. Seven. Okay, so I'll mark that. If it gets to seven, that'd be an A grade for us. I don't see it happening. On yeah. the under, um, just to clarify here and, and give what I would say, I think it's an A grade. I'm. I think this may be more of one of those. Let's put the two units on it and hold off, and we'll put a third unit on it later on in the week. But we'll see if we can get a better number because I still think forty-five would be my threshold. Forty-five and a half would mm -hmm. be my threshold. And so uh, my pitch would be, let's put the two units on the under 46 and a half. If it gets to 47, 47 and a half, maybe we jump, maybe we hold off. We'll kind of see how the okay. market's going and then put the third unit on it somewhere else. Does that seem right? Yeah, that sounds right. Okay. Because like I said, I, I, I think all the numbers were coming up in our heads. I, I, I don't know how we get towards 50. <laughs> like it doesn't yeah, seem yeah. very likely. Uh, yeah. Obviously turnovers could happen. There are no locks in gambling, right? But it does seem like that this total is still too high. So we'll go ahead and lock in double B grades on this for now, but we're going to put a 30 on that under. We're just going to hold off and see where the number goes. If it drops to 45 and a half, sure, we'll we'll, we'll put that yep. 30 on there. Uh, if it goes up a little bit more, we can get that 30 at a slightly better price, just in case extra insurance shouldn't matter. Uh, yep. We think it'll be a low-scoring game. Speaking of low-scoring games, 11.30 a.m. Eastern, the early kickoff, so note this one. Uh, this is that starts 30 minutes ahead of the other games. Uh, our Air Force versus Army, this one is, uh, I believe, still in Jerry World uh, in it Arlington. Yep. Air Force is a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Total is 39-and-a-half. If you've paid attention whatsoever to games between the military academies, you know under is the way to go. Um, Sideline says this should be Air Force minus 6.8 which actually says there's a slight edge to army at six and a half. And that has to do with where the conditional probabilities, where things bulk up, the fact that, um, you know, six is more likely than eight. Some of that weird, there's some weird math involved. Um, <laughs> Sutherland actually does say take army plus six and a half, even though it says 6.8. Again, there's just some weird math under the hood there. Uh, I think low scoring, I think a tight game. I think this could be decided by a two point conversion. I think it could be decided by an overtime. I think air force obviously is a better team than army overall, but with what we've seen, the inconsistencies from air force. Coupled I, with what just happens in every Academy game. Coupled with that. Yeah. I think it's just slightly more likely that army hangs in there. Air Force could win this game. It's kind of like we talked about with the Duke Boston College game, right? If Air Force wins this game handily, it's going to be like 24 to 7. Yeah. And if it's tight, it's going to be like 17 14. Yeah. I don't see how it gets to 40. Um, Cousin Jared, what's your take on this one? Yeah, so let's just get this out of the way. A grade under 39 and a half. Uh, I completely agree with your assessment that if it's close, it's going to be low scoring. And if, if 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 it is a blowout one way or the other, the you know, one team is just going to be grounding the, the ball away, you know, in the in the third and fourth quarter, just running if, out the clock. Yeah. If it's a blowout, it's gonna be because Army is 
getting 15 yards per drive and punting every time and doesn't score. Yeah. Air Force isn't getting to 40 by themselves without some weird things happening, right? So if if it's a blowout, it's because Army only scored once and then Air Force probably scores 24 or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 27. So so given given A grade there. So before we we came on, I said I wanted to give this a a double A grade just because I think that um, this game is going to be close like most of the Academy games are. But man, let me tell you, there are a lot of sevens out there i'm kind of surprised mm-hmm. there's more than a few sevens out there so definitely go shop around and for that reason i'm wondering if maybe we should hold off should we hold off altogether on this for for a c grade see if it goes to seven uh should we give it a b grade and then add a third unit at, at plus seven what's what's your thinking here professor i think let's hold off the, the other thing part of the reason why Saturn likes the six and a half is it's even money right mm-hmm. now at bet online uh if there's a lot of sevens i think we'll just stick with a c grade for now on the official lock but hold off wait for the seven uh even if it's six and a half i don't think it's a huge i think that seven might have a lot of value here because definitely this game if this game landed 14 7 i wouldn't be surprised you know even a a 21 14 type thing with uh we talk about sometimes the service academies going for a lot of fourth downs and that creating fewer field goals more deep you know which is good for the under more deep drives that might end at the eight yard line <laughs> yeah but it does yeah. create more touchdowns which when you grab that seven will be uh important so uh we like army a lot yeah. uh but we're gonna hold off for seven i think if it drops to six and a half like minus 110 then we'll have to decide if that's a b grade or if we yeah. still like the a grade at that point that's questionable if it gets a seven we'll just lock the a uh so we'll update patreon on that one depending on how the number moves and we love the under 39 and a half as well so we're an army and the under in this one New Eastern Minnesota at Nebraska. Minnesota open more in the like low double digits around 11, I believe 10 and a half, maybe it's all the way up to 14 and a half. Now sideline says 13.6. And if I'm not mistaken on this one, I believe that Nebraska is actually plus odds as well. Um, at the 14 and a half and a half. Yes. They're plus one Oh five. Uh, a lot of money coming on Minnesota. A very impressive performance last week, getting their quarterback yep. back. Yep. Um, you know, fully healthy again, looking like that dominant team. There was time early on in the season when Minnesota was at the top 10 of sideline. Um, some questionable performances, some injuries. They're down to 17th. Nebraska is 72nd. I'm not sure I've backed Nebraska all season long, but I think <laughs> I want to back them here. That's 14 and a half. Oh. This is one of those, if I'm just looking under the hood, I think this is a little bit of an overreaction. I think that Nebraska can keep this game close. I think Nebraska has still more talent than Rutgers does. Offensively, 100,000%. Nebraska will score more than zero. Nebraska, well, they can't score less, at least. So there is that going in our favor. Um, I do really like this Minnesota team. Absolutely. I just, I see the way that Rutgers game played out. Minnesota scoring all those points late. I think that Nebraska can do just enough to hang in there. I like the hook. I like the plus odds. Again, just looking under the hood, I think this is a little bit of an overreaction to last week. And again, this coming from a guy who's faded Nebraska, I think every single week. Right. I think the 14 and a half makes sense. I think it's the right side here it feels a lot like the louisville weight game from last week where i was like i think we're all a little bit overreacting here now i don't expect the same thing if minnesota has six third quarter turnovers then i think i'm retiring and moving to hawaii Um, but i don't expect that but i just think this can be a closer game total is 47 and i just don't see 
that many points being scored. I think the offensive out explosion that Minnesota had in the fourth quarter, that's a little bit of an aberration. I think this game plays out in a, you know, 20 to 10 type manner, um, you know, 27, 17, maybe. Uh, but I think 47 is a little bit too high. And I like grabbing all those points with Nebraska at home. Uh, Cousin Jared, what's your take? I kind of think that like worst case scenario, this game is like 28 to 14. So I, I think with it, I say that we give an A grade to the under 47. That Illinois-Nebraska game, there, there were some points in the first half, just like we always talk about with Illinois. There were some points in the first half and then almost none in, in the second half. So wouldn't be surprising if we see something similar here. Minnesota's defense really starts to assert itself in the second half. But I think Nebraska can get enough points there in, in the first half to, to keep this within 14. I like that we're getting the hook on 14, and I like that we're getting the plus, plus odds in the 14. Yeah. So you can talk me into a, a B grade there, but again i really like the the under here just seemingly in every big 10 west game so let's put an a grade on yeah. the under 47 yeah i agree a grade under 47 um b grade for nebraska as well not really a place you could, i could you could talk me into an a grade look no. i haven't backed nebraska all season we're gonna we're gonna take this a little slow here you know we're, yeah. we're not gonna rush yeah. things uh, we're yeah. gonna stick to a b grade on nebraska because yeah. uh first time i'm playing them i'm not doing it with an a grade uh, yeah. but i just think i think 14 and a half is too much love the plus odds here um like that we're getting the hook so b grade on nebraska plus 14 and a half under 47 is an a grade like you said every big 10 west game seemingly that's the way to play it yep a game where we are not going to be on the under texas tech and tcu total of 70 in this one and cousin jared i i went back and checked the record book tcu has not played a game that's gone under since the year 1968 that's um, about right Yes, um, they're nine and a half point favorites over Tech. Sideline says 11.3. Last week was Bizarro Week in the Big 12. Very confusing, or or the week before, one or the other, right? What do we make of Tech, right? The question was about that with West Virginia. Now what do we make of Tech? Crushing West Virginia at home. You can't say it's a home and road thing because Baylor went in there and whooped them in Lubbock. And so what do we make of this Tech team? Um, I, I, I... I, the totality of data suggests that you know maybe we jumped the gun a little bit, thought Tech was ready, and maybe that was just an off performance from West Virginia. Still a solid team, but I've been really impressed with TCU. The fact that they went on the road into West Virginia and got that win uh, last week, that was pretty big. It's a tough place to get a win. It's a tough place yeah. for even the top teams in the Big 12, you know, had undefeated teams late in the year, have struggled in Morgantown. It's an impressive victory. I really like this TCU team. I think we should lay the nine and a half, and I would go on over 70 here. I, I just can't see how this game goes under without just the bizarro, a bunch of failed fourth downs deep in territory, and we'll just take our chances and say these defenses aren't that good and the offenses are, that the odds that happening aren't very big. Uh, what do you have for us on this one? So I would say that's exactly what happened with Tech and Baylor is that uh, Tech played three quarterbacks. They all threw an interception, and then they had some fourth down uh, stops, and, and Baylor was able to control the pace of the game by just running the ball on the ground. Um, so I think that, and that- we And we still pushed the over. <laughs> <laughs> and and somehow still managed to push the over. So I completely agree. Let's go double B grades on this one. I like B grade over 70 and I like B grade uh, laying the nine and a half with, with TCU. And the reason it's only a B grade laying the nine and a half is the thing with tech is I think they're going to be highly variable. They go for it on fourth down so yep. many times. It's going to be one of those things where they're going to have a game where it all goes right. And they're going to pull an upset in a game like this where they're a 10 point dog, but then they're going to have times like in the Baylor game where they just like seemingly fail every single time. Yeah. And they just dig themselves this huge hole that they're never going to get out of. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Uh, I, there is a point where I would give an A grade to the over. 
Uh, I don't think we're going to see it, though. Probably a 60, 68, maybe 69. One of those would be... But I don't see see it going down to that to that. I so so let's go. Let's meet in the middle again. Let's go sixty eight and a half. Okay, so I'll officially mark down sixty eight and a half. But I don't I don't see it happening. But if it does get there, that would be an A grade over for us. And I'm like you. There's not really a point where I'm that comfortable with an A grade on TCU. Um, six and a half, six something like that. That's again never going to happen. Just because of like you said, the variability on tech. Yeah, means that we need a giant edge. That's probably not going to materialize for us because of that variance, but we still think TCU is the right side. It's more likely that TCU runs away with this game. I'm not sure tech can stop TCU, to be honest. Um, that way that yeah. TCU offense is going at home, they're going to score every time they touch the ball. If they want to, I feel like. Yep. There's going to be a lot of points in this one for sure. A lot of points. Uh, 3 PM Eastern Georgia state at Southern Miss. Southern Miss is a two and a half point favorite. Total is 50 and a half. Sideline has Southern Miss ranked 76, Georgia State ranked 80. So both these teams, solid Sun Belt teams. Um, Sideline says Southern Miss minus 3.1. What do you have for us on this one? I want to lock in the B grade under 50 and a half here. I know it's below the key numbers of 51 and 52, but I just think it's the right side to be on. I don't want to risk this going down even further, so I want to go ahead and lock in the, the B grade under 50 and a half. If this got up to 52, that's where it would be an A grade for me. Uh, Georgia State has played in some high-scoring games this season. They've played some high-scoring teams. They also, in my opinion, have not seen a defense like Southern Miss so far this season. So it's Southern Miss. I think it's the right side to be on. The other thing I would say is you might get a little bit concerned seeing Southern Miss and Louisiana score approximately a billion points. I was going to say, we've got to talk about that here. We'll talk about it later when we get to the Louisiana game. Yeah, but but uh, Southern Miss put up 39 points or whatever it was in that game. They only had 350 yards of total offense in that game. So do not be distracted by the points that were put up. Their offensive yardage did not equate to that many points. Um, so again, let's stick with the unders with Southern Miss. I want to lock in the B grade here. Let's give it an A grade at 52. Yeah, I watched that uh, Thursday game with Southern Miss, and there were some turnovers, which definitely helped them out. And the other thing of those 300 yards you talked about, I think half of them were on like four plays that were big yardage plays. Yep. That was a big game, Southern Miss and Louisiana. It's a big game for them every year because they've been two of the better teams um, you know, in that division. They've met in bowl games where they were in different conferences. So it's kind of a big like rivalry thing. I think I saw the stat that Southern Miss had won like eight in a row or something against them. I mean, that was a game they want to go out and they want to win, you know, neighboring state, that sort of thing. And it felt like Southern Miss really pulled out all the plays in that one on those big chunk plays that they got, those deep balls. Louisiana just didn't look prepared for it whatsoever. Georgia State's seen that on tape now. I don't think they can get those giant plays, the turnovers, that sort of thing. I think we go back to seeing Southern Miss playing good defense and more of a lower swing. I think that was an outlier game. Every team seemingly, there's a couple of exceptions, but most teams have, most of your really low scoring teams have a game where things just get higher scoring for one reason or another. Mostly higher scoring teams have a game that gets low scoring for one reason or another. I think that was just the outlier there. So I think we're going to stick with our guns on the under with Southern Miss. Unless this one gets up into the 70s, and then maybe we'll reevaluate. But otherwise, I think you're right. The unders decide to be on here. Uh, so we'll go B grade under 50 and a half. A grade if it gets to 52. With regards to the side, I lean Southern Miss minus two and a half. But Georgia State's been a solid cover team this year. So I, I don't really want to go that heavy. Against, I think it's a C grade for me. Uh, yeah, that number. I agree. I think if this got down to like Southern Miss land one, I, I think I would just because I think Southern Miss's defense is the best unit on the field. I think Georgia State's offense, while it can run the ball well, is a little one dimensional. I don't see that working well against Southern Miss. So if this got down to like one, I would say let's lay the point with Southern Miss with a B grade. 
All right, so we'll lean Southern Miss right now, but we'll keep an eye on that number movement, uh, and we'll go under as well. Also keep an eye on it, see if it goes up. We might actually add a unit to that. So that's our setup for that one. 3.30 Eastern, Oklahoma State and Kansas. Uh, more questions about Spencer Sanders, as always. There was talk about should they have pulled him earlier at the blowout loss against Kansas State. Seemingly not going to practice this week, trying to get him healthy again. It seems like it's going to be the running theme for this team. It's been okay for Oklahoma State. They've still been a very good team with him not practicing. I don't think that concerns me too much. Uh, but that offense for the first time all season struggling first time Mike Gundy has been shut out at Oklahoma state since about 1968, probably also yeah. <laughs> uh, that was actually closer to the truth than the TCU way that I, that I threw out there earlier. Um, Kansas though, can't stop anybody. And I don't know if Oklahoma state can either. There are going to be a lot of points in this one. I don't know why this number is coming down. It reminds me of the Oklahoma state, Texas over where it was coming down. That one had to do with, People talk about wind. It doesn't matter. Both these teams are going to be run, be able to run the ball all over each other, and it's not going to be four yards a pop. It's going to be seven, eight, 12, yeah. 50 yards a pop. I mean, yep. it's going to get crazy. Then there's going to be passing lanes open. Should be a lot of points in this one. And despite the whole Spencer Sanders just banged up thing, I just still think Oklahoma State's a more talented team. I'm not sure if Daniels is coming back. They've been very coy about that. The team was – there was the report he's out for the season, and he's – been out there now with the team doing some warm up, some things. Maybe he pops up out of nowhere. I'm not expecting it. Um, even if he does, I still think this Oklahoma State team's the better team. I, I like laying a number less than a field goal here, and I like the over 65 and a half, especially a key number here being that 66 is a very reasonable outcome. If you told me that Oklahoma State won this game 35 to 31, I would say that seems very reasonable. Cassandra, uh, what do you think? So you mentioned that the total has been coming down. Do we want to give the over 65 and a half a B grade, then wait and see if it gets to 65 for an A grade? Because I'm with you. I want to be on the under as well. It's just the over. Okay. You always, yes. Excuse me. I want to yeah. be on the over as well. Um, but, you know, it hasn't made sense so far. Do we want to try to capitalize on that? Or do we want to just say, let's just give it an A grade at 65 and a half? I think give it an A grade at 65 and a half because I think 66 okay. is a little bit more likely than 65 in okay. this scenario. And yeah, so I think let's just bounce. Yeah, and so just let's roll with the A grade here and not worry okay. about it. If it gets a 65, yeah, or if you can shop around and get a 65, even better. Yeah. But I think that 65 would involve more field goals. I think there should be a lot of touchdowns in this one. I don't, I don't see their team getting stops, really. Okay, so sure, let's go Let's go double A grade on, on this one. Uh, uh, laying the two points with Oklahoma State and going over 65 and a half. I agree with your assessment on, on the total, and I just, you know, Tough to say, tough to envision saying this after last week against Kansas State, but I think we just need to toss that one away. Is each, every team has one game each season, usually that just makes absolutely no sense. That was Oklahoma State's game that just is going to make absolutely no sense when you look back on the season. So I think they're a better team than Kansas. Kansas, I think we're still riding the wave of hey, Kansas is back to being respectable again. I think still a little bit of an overreaction to that. They're a solid team, but not in the same class as Oklahoma State. So don't overthink this. Lay the two points, play the over. Absolutely. Sideline still has them ranked 55th, which is a an amazing improvement. But I mean, we haven't, yeah. yeah, but we have enough data at this point to say Kansas is good, but they're still one of the weaker teams in the Big 12. They're just not like in the basement, way yeah. far below yeah. where they used to be. Yeah. Um, at, at home, obviously, they're going to come out and give a great effort. And that's been the thing with Kansas this year. They've given great effort. But it, I, I think if there's any of this concern about Oklahoma State, Spencer Sanders, whatever, we heard the same things coming into Texas. And this Kansas defense is just as bad as that Texas defense. They should be able to score a lot of points and that should fuel them to a victory.
I feel like that was the calmest double A grade we've had. We were just both kind of like, yeah, Oklahoma State over. Yeah, A grade. Yeah, a grade. I, I agree. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's a Big 12 game, and you're saying play the over. Like, it's just kind of like old hat at this point. Well, have I got news for you then. <laughs> West Virginia and Iowa State, we locked in the under last week, kind of last minute, you know, maybe an hour, hour and a half before kickoff there, updated that on Patreon uh, with Iowa State, Oklahoma. The number kept climbing, and because uh, you and I texted you, and I said, I said, I I think that this is actually a great value on the under, but I was a little bit like, I don't know, but I think, I think it it's probably a big, is. It's a big 12 game. So everybody was a, big, a little hesitant. Yeah. And we should have just gone a grade on the under and I, same sort of thing here. 51 is just way too much in an Iowa state game. They're the one team in the big 12 that just and, plays and I, defense and slows people down. Yeah. And, 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 an Iowa State game in Ames, I think specifically, uh, specifically for this matchup, it, Playing in Ames, I think, yeah. is a big factor in the under in this game. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, total is fifty-one. Uh, we've talked about, you know, a, a key a key number there. I cannot see this game getting into the fifties. Iowa State's favored by seven. Sideline says seven point three. Earlier in the week, this was six. Laying six, I think, makes a little bit more sense. Laying seven is just not that exciting to me, given that I don't really know what to make of West Virginia. I do like West Virginia more at home than on the road, so I don't think you could convince me to back West Virginia getting not like not even getting the hook here. You couldn't talk me into West Virginia plus seven, but I'm just not that excited about Iowa State minus seven. Uh, that's the direction I would lean, but not one I love. Uh, but I mean, this total at 51 seems way too high. Uh, what's your take? I agree. Let's go a grade under 51. And I think in an Iowa State game, if you can get a touchdown, you, you've got to take it. I agree. I don't want to be invested in it. So I'd say, let's just make it a, a C grade taking the seven points with West Virginia, but I just don't know how you can look at how Iowa State has played this season and, and think that um, getting a, a touchdown isn't the, the best route that you can take. If you, if this goes to six and a half or seven and a half, would you be more excited to play West Virginia plus seven and a half, or would West you be Virginia more excited to play Iowa State minus West Virginia season? plus seven and a half? West for home. All right, all right. So we'll officially lean uh, West Virginia plus seven. If it gets to seven and a half, is that a B grade for you then? Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say I, you couldn't convince me to, to say it's a B grade without getting the hook, just because this could easily land on seven. And Iowa State minus six early in the week. I was I could have gone Iowa State minus six, but at yeah. seven is like. Yeah, I, I would have liked Iowa State laying six more than I would have liked West Virginia plus seven and a half. So for that reason, we'll go officially in West Virginia plus seven and a half because it's or plus seven because that's closer to the number we want. If you're in a pick them, depending yeah. on how your numbers when they lock, right? Our official advice on this one is kind of the touchdown matters. So if you're if yeah. you're at six and a half, I, we probably would say Iowa State. If you're at seven and a half, we would say West Virginia. If you're at seven, we'll say West Virginia. Uh, this nine's priced pretty well, so it kind of just depends on what if you're in a pick them, what number you're looking at. But again, unless it gets to seven and a half, that's not really investable for us. So we'll lean C grade pick on West Virginia plus seven and a grade under 51. It should be a low scoring game. We talk all this about seven, of course, and given the Iowa state's involved, we've seen enough weird games with them. It could be a ton of field goals and it could be one of those games where somebody wins by like five or eight or some, one of those numbers that you're like, how does this even have, you know, nine, like how does the team win by nine? Right. It, it could right. be one of those type games too. Uh, but those are unlikely in general, uh, despite the fact that with Iowa State involved, I guess anything is is possible. Our main yeah. play here, though, again, we love the under 51. 330 Eastern, UTSA and UAB. UAB was favored in this one starting off. Sideline says it should be UAB minus 2.6, but now UTSA is a one and a half 
point road favorites. Uh, we're to the point of the season where both of these teams, you know, all of these teams getting a little bit banged up and having to be concerned about who's actually nicked up. And a lot of this gets down to it's hard to know exactly how injured a player is and, and playing through things. I'm talking about with Oklahoma State, a guy like Spencer Sanders has been banged up all season and playing through it. Most weeks looking fine, and then last week, not. So you just never know with some of the injury uncertainty. But this is a little bit of a confusing move for me. I think both these teams are pretty good. I have them both ranked in the 60s. But I still think UAB is the better team here at home. I'm not really sure why we're getting a point and a half with them. I would be on UAB in this one. Total of 53. Uh, Cousin Jared, what is your take? This to me is very similar to the App State Coastal game where I just don't I don't I don't know people just to be completely honest with you I don't, I don't know uh, I feel like this is a a well priced line you could tell convince me that you know either team being favored by two or less is the the right line I think that these teams are very equal they just like to play the game in in different ways. Um, yeah. I think what I would do and, and we didn't talk about this before we came on here I think. Right now, the best that I see is UAB even money on the money line. To I me, was just pulling up like, what the money line was. I was going to say maybe yeah. maybe let's look money line on yeah. this one and say and say we think these teams are pretty even, yeah. home team, even money. Do we? My I think my question is is how the line has moved. Do we think they would ever get to plus odds at like plus one hundred five? Do we want to wait on that or should we just take the even money? You never can predict. Uh, line moves. What I will say is that according to sidelines math, this has reached the point of a probability edge that has been extremely profitable. So I don't think I need to get greedy and wait for better plus odds. Okay. Uh, I, I would be happy with even money personally. Okay. Yeah. So, so let, let's take even money with UAB on the money line. I, I'm not, I'm not touching this this total um, because yeah. I have no idea who. This is one of those we talk about live bets every once in a while. I think this is one you might be able to watch the first couple of series and know how the game is going to play out. So maybe look at look at something there. Uh, but one team must play one way, the other team must play the other way. Um, I don't know who's going to win out in, in the the pace for this game. And with regards to the grade for UAB, you seem a little more skeptical, a little more hesitant than I do for that even money. So that sounds to me like you want an A grade. I would push for an A grade on this one. I just okay. think they're pretty similar home team, even money. I think it's, it's less about, it's less about that. I am. And as we talk about, it's really important to keep an eye on the price of these things, right? It's less that I think that UAB wins this 70% of the time. It's more about, I think they win this enough that even money is a play that if we make in the long run, we're going to be, it's going to build up our bankroll. Yeah. Okay. So I, I, I am here because I as don't understand, but I do believe in the math. So let's let's give it an A grade. All right. We'll go A grade with UAB. And I agree with you completely on the total. 53 is uh, – honestly, there's a lot of numbers you could say. I have no idea. I don't know how yeah, this seems going to yeah. play out. I, I'm kind of like you. I think there's a really it, – it could obviously land in the low 50s. That would yeah. be the average scenario when you build the probability distribution. It's going to bulk in the low 50s for sure. But I think the tails are a little bit thicker in this one. Like if this game got up into the 60s or towards 70, I'd be like, man, UTSA got them doing what they wanted to. Or if this game lands yeah. more in the 30s, I'd be like, yeah, that's exactly the type of game UAB wanted to play. Like, And it wouldn't yeah. really surprise me. Whereas I there's a lot see, of games in the, low, yeah. in the low 50s where I'd be like, there's no way it's doing it 30 or 70. It's going to be in that ballpark. This one, I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, I can see 27, 21. I can see like 35, 31. Yeah, yeah. I could see you know, 20 to 17. And I'd be like, all right, like UAB ground this thing out. Yeah. Uh, 
we've seen we've seen spurts where us utsa has struggled on offense and their defense has actually played a little bit better than it had played last year and mm-hmm. so it, anything can happen total wise in this one but i just think of all those scenarios i think uab makes a lot of sense so we'll go a grade on them at even money on the money line uh, 4 p.m eastern florida international at north texas florida national uh concerning early on looking like the worst team in the history of football. I was just going to say ever, ever. And uh, lo and behold, have made quite a comeback. We covered this one last week when they played on a Friday night against Louisiana tech. And I was a little hesitant uh, to back Louisiana tech, but because we both were very much like, Hey, Florida national has our eye. If they play well in this one, we really have to take note. Uh, Sideline has taken note too, and they have skyrocketed all the way up to 125th in the rankings. Never would have believed that was possible after about the first month of the season. Yes, one of the most volatile teams in college football this season. UNT kind of volatile themselves. We started off having a slightly higher opinion of them the way they finished last season. Early on this season, they looked completely lost. Like all of the changes they made last year were all for naught. And now they've decided midseason to make more changes and kind of try to pull the same stunt they pulled last year where they look yeah. like a completely different team in the second half of the season. Very confusing football teams yeah. here. North Texas clearly the better team. Nobody would deny that. They're ranked 83rd, according to Sideline, which says this should be UNT minus 20. At 21, though, I, I think it's too many points. I want to grab the 21 with Florida International and just say the way they played lately, anything is possible. And if they come out and win this game, I'd be like, sure, that's been what FIU has done. Or if they hang in there and lose in a shootout, I would say, sure, like they've actually been respectable. Um that's just a lot of points for, again, a team that has played competently in FIU. Um, total is 62. And given the way FIU has played, I feel like this number is a little bit short as well on the total. Uh, what is your take? Yep, I completely agree. I say we go double B grades, taking the 21 points with FIU and then the over 62. And I just think that North Texas's defense this season has been suspect enough that you're giving me 21 points with FIU. Even if North Texas takes care of business in this game, I could see FIU scoring a touchdown with you know four minutes left in the game to, to only lose by 20 or something like that. So um, I, I think that there, there's value on the over and taking the points with FIU here. This is one of those games where of every game this week, this one might be the one that I look back on and regret not going double A grade. As scary as that sounds, and here's why, when you look at North Texas, what a massive win last week that was at Western Kentucky by 27 points. Next week at UAB. This is the trappiest of trap games that you could imagine for UNT feels like one of those games where if they just escape with a win, they'll be happy. Uh, Sandwiched between these two really tough road games. And when you look at the totals in a lot of these UNT games, they held, again, that fantastic performance, holding Western Kentucky to only 13 points. But you go back to the Florida Atlantic losing in the Tech games, which is kind of more of an analog for Florida yeah. International. And both of those games got into the 70s. And when you look at what FIU has done lately, uh, they obviously were aided by the overtime against Louisiana Tech, but there were a lot of points in that one. They put up 34 against a Charlotte team that uh, yeah. also now, you know, <laughs> also yeah. highly variable. Um, yeah. They've been playing a little bit better offensively. 
it, 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 like I said, this is the one I feel like I'm going to look back on and wonder, like, should we have, should we have a little bit more confidence in either the over or the plus 21? I think if I had to be convinced, if one, I would say the over, I think would be more, more likely than, than the 21 points in my opinion. Okay. And given that, would it, would it be, it, if it drops a little bit more, 61 and a half, 61, where, where do you think that might fall for you? I think playing a, or does playing it really matter? Number, just it's more about our confidence level of 62. Yeah. I, I think it's just, I would just say if you're going to give it a grade, I'd say give it a grade at this number. Okay. Let's do that. Let's do over a grade 62 okay. and B grade on the plus 21. It could land right on 21. Of course, um, 22 is not impossible because that would be FIU kicking a couple field goals. Um, but the way that North Texas is applying this feels like a game that there should be a lot of points in. Uh, yeah. And FIU should be able to score enough to hang in there with how suspect, like you said, that North Texas defense yeah. can be. Last week, again, great impressive performance aside. If there's any lapses from that. I, I, I agree with you, but we've mentioned it once or twice this season that Western Kentucky, not exactly the, the scoring the points that we probably assumed they would coming into the season. Absolutely. Absolutely. Western Kentucky, we... I, I, and not just coming into the season, I think we really thought they had just completely reloaded after yeah. they should have beat Indiana and they yeah. played in a game that got pretty high scoring for Indiana standards on and, the road. And they beat FIU 73 to nothing. And, and that one. And then the Troy yeah. game the next week. I think it was really those first five weeks that, you know, the Troy game, they lost to Troy, but they there were 61 points in that one. And so we're like, hey, they got Troy up to 61. Yeah. But in the last four weeks, they really have been a much more low lower scoring team than we really expected after the way they started the season. Yep. Speaking of Troy, they are four and a half point road favorites against Louisiana this week. Southern has Troy ranked 60th, Louisiana 78th. Southern says it should be Troy minus 3.7. And I already played this card once this, this show, but I'm going to play it again, looking under the hood. Louisiana is the side that we want to be on here, plus four and a half. This is a little bit of an overreaction. Uh, I am as down on Louisiana as possible. I cannot get any lower on them, and I still can't get to this number. The fact that we get the win if Troy wins by three or by four adds a lot of value, especially given that the total is 43 in this. We don't expect a lot of points. Obviously, Troy can win by six, seven, ten, something like that, but there is a very good chance that Troy goes on the road and just escapes with a three or four point win and getting four and a half with Louisiana, I think makes too much sense to pass up a total of 43. Again, we talked about last week that Louisiana Southern miss game being an aberration, given that mm-hmm. Troy's involved, given that Louisiana has been a lower scoring team. This feels like a really low scoring game. 20 to 17 seems about the highest. I can see this one landing. What yep. is your take? Don't care about the key number of 44 here. Let's give an A grade on the other 43. If this goes back, because that's just the right side to be on. If this yeah. goes back up to 44, that's one of the more asinine line moves that I have seen this season. So let's just give an A grade on the under 43. And because of that fact, I feel like that dovetailed exactly into what you said, that you think Louisiana is the right side. Sure. If I can get four and a half points in a game with, I am very fairly confident it's going to go under 43. Sure, I can get on yeah. board with a B grade for that. With with the home team as well, yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll go B grade. So we'll go B grade, Louisiana plus four and a half, A grade on the under 43. Short and simple on this one. There can be points. We saw it last week. Games can get weird, but um, 
this just sets up to be a very low scoring contest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I just, I see it, I see it really struggling to get into the forties unless overtime is involved, which is always possible. Uh, but we just, it's not extremely likely. So under 43, a grade and then plus four and a half on Louisiana is a B grade. 7.30 Eastern, Florida State at Miami. Florida State's a seven and a half point road favorite. Total is 53. Uh, Cousin Jared, are we overreacting to Miami's ineptitude last week? Nope. <laughs> because they have been inept for a majority of the season. They have been inept. Their offense is absolutely terrible i don't know why i didn't say that i wanted a, a, a something on the under here because i definitely want to take the under 53 all right here. i i have i have let myself down you have this very nice spreadsheet where we can input all of our thoughts and feelings and i somehow just neglected to look at this under 53 um i definitely want to be under uh under 53 it's funny you say that because i did the exact same thing i just i don't even know why when I, we were filling this out yeah. i didn't even look at the under on yeah. this one if we take a look at florida state i mean obviously we know that miami's offensive problems if we take a look at florida state's schedule this season uh they had the game against nc state which landed at 36 points the wake forest game landed mm -hmm. at 52 which would uh go under 53 yeah. that's just blows my mind the yeah. boston college game did get to 58 but that boston college game a boston college is much worse than miami as bad as miami is they're not as bad as boston yeah. college yeah the other thing with that game is that florida state scored a ton of points early on and that is what got that one out of hand with regards yeah. to the total. Otherwise, it would have also gone under this number. The and, Georgia and, Tech and, game last week was 57 yeah. points because of a last, literal last second touchdown would have gone under this number as well. Yeah, and to, to your point with the Boston College game, in my opinion, Miami's defense is, is very solid, better than than Boston College's defense for sure. So that's kind of another factor to, to throw in there. Um, so, man, do we want to make this an A grade under 53? I think so. Or do we, yeah. Okay, let's go A, a, grade, a grade under 53. Um, okay. With regards to the side, I still think that taking the seven and a half makes sense, but I am okay with just a lean if that's not something that you want to. Request. Yeah, that's nope. Nope. Definitely only want a lean on this one. And I mean, this is they, one. So, so we we talked about, um, you know, uh, I guess it was the the West Virginia Iowa State game earlier, where um, at seven I would still want to take the seven points because I anticipate lower scoring game. This is the opposite. It, it, I would uh, want to lay the seven with Florida State if this um, got down to seven because I just think that I don't think Miami's going to score enough points in, in this game flat out. How do I, how do I say this? Uh, I, I don't want to get into conspiracy theories. I don't want to get into. I know there's a lot of people who are very like superstitious about like rigged games and Vegas knowing stuff. And I do not believe in any of that stuff. Um, so I, I, I hesitate to say this, but I do wonder this line opened at Florida state eight and a half. It's come down to seven and a half. If it gets to seven, mm. is there any part of you that says clearly the books are moving this number because of money and or money from respected people mm. is backing Miami and they, not, not one of those, they know something we don't know as much as, as, as a, they aren't buying this overreaction and that Florida state's not good enough to, to win by more than a touchdown on the road. Like, does that say anything to you? If it were to come down to seven, probably should, um, <laughs> but, but you're sure. like, I saw, but I saw that game last week. <laughs> and so I, I and, have and, seen and not just that we've, we've seen a lot of Miami games that they've and, 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 and just to be completely honest with you, I also saw Miami play in person at AM earlier this mm -hmm. season and it was just terrible. It was just terrible. Yeah. yeah. 
I, I, like I said, I think at seven and a half, I think Miami's the side to play. If you're in a pick home, you're getting seven and a half, you're getting eight and a half. That's definitely the side I want to be on. I think it'll be low scoring. Uh, but I am like you, I am very concerned about Miami's terribleness. So I'm very good with just a lean and saying that's the direction I would go, but I don't actually want any real money on it where I do want my money is on the under 53, which gets an A grade from us. 730 Eastern, South Carolina at Vanderbilt. South Carolina is a seven-point favorite on the road here. A total is 49. South Carolina, again, not a great team, very mediocre team overall towards the bottom of the SEC, given obviously a strong conference. Uh, much better than Vanderbilt, right? Like I, I think that's the thing that we have to remember is that while we can be down on South Carolina, uh, that's relative to good SEC teams, average SEC teams, but Vanderbilt is neither one of those uh sideline has south carolina ranked 48th vanderbilt 94th so south carolina should be a 10 point road favorite here i think as long as this is seven and not seven and a half i think we should be on south carolina the only question is is it investable and the total of 49 I, we just talk about with south carolina games with vanderbilt games in general it's just hard to see a lot of points vanderbilt can have points in a game if they allow them sure but they sure don't score them, and I don't see them scoring a lot against what's still a solid South Carolina defense. There are issues, of course, mostly on offense. Uh, what's your take on this game? So I agree. I, I would say let's lay the seven points to South Carolina, but I only want to give that a B grade because I don't want to be too invested in the Spencer Rattler experience. Uh, right. So I only want to give a B grade laying the seven. I also, for some reason, only want to give a B grade to the under 49. Do you feel strongly that that should be an A grade? I think the question we have to ask ourselves there is, has Vanderbilt done anything this season to make us think that a team like South Carolina can drag them into a high-scoring game? When you look at Vanderbilt's schedule this year, they got into a higher – I mean, they scored all the points against Hawaii that first game, and Hawaii was just a completely different team than they are today. They played Elon in a higher scoring game. I don't even, I don't know a single thing about Elon, so I can't even talk about that one. They played a higher scoring game against Wake. It was Wake. They played a higher scoring game against Northern Illinois, sure. But when they got into conference, they scored three points against Alabama. And South Carolina's defense, maybe not quite as good as Alabama's, but Alabama's defense is taking a step back. They're probably not that far apart. The Ole Miss game got higher scoring. That game got kind of weird. They scored zero against Georgia. Obviously, South Carolina's defense is probably not that good. Uh, but the Missouri game, 17-14, I mean, doesn't this feel similar to the Missouri game? Except for the fact that we thought Missouri should have won by more. They were 14-point favorites, so we think South Carolina should win by more. But 27-17 seems like I just – it, the impl- maybe the, maybe we'll look at it from, from a team total standpoint. The team total for Vanderbilt would be 21. How does Vanderbilt get to 21 against South Carolina here? Okay, you convinced me. A grade under 49. Uh, I, yeah, I, I agree. After after listening to, to you late all out, and that old Miss game specifically, Vanderbilt scored, Vanderbilt scored a bunch of points in the first half and then did almost nothing in the second half. So it was, you know, when you look at the aberration of the game, it was more just like a couple of quarters where they really kind of scored their points. So I agree. Let's go A grade under B grade South Carolina land seven. All right. That sounds good. To the late games, got two up here to cover on this episode. 10.30 p.m. Eastern Hawaii. Coming back to the mainland to play a revitalized Fresno State. Gets their quarterback back and uh, struggles massively early on in that game before a late comeback win. 
Now they are 24 and a half point favorites against the Hawaii team. I have been riding Hawaii hard. I've been riding their unders hard. It has been so profitable for us. Yeah. Uh, once I've kind of, you know, again, this is what it pays to watch some of these bad football teams and kind of get a feel before everybody else does. Uh, Hawaii actually, again, looking not good at all, but not like the worst team in football. They're up to 126th in the ratings. Still wow. very bad, but again, yeah. um, better than they look. Those first four games or so, they were and, just dreadful. And and better than where we thought they would be after that first game against Vanderbilt, for sure. A- absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Fresno State's ranked 77th. Look, to be completely honest, I don't know what to do with Fresno's rating. I don't know what to do with the fact that the first half of that game, they looked like they'd be better off with the, with the backup quarterback back in and then that, that comeback against uh, San Diego State I, I maybe Fresno State's a little bit better than the model gives some credit for it's just tough to say with the injuries and the way their season has gone they've been so all over the place Fresno State had negative yards rushing in that game it, it's what me yeah maybe it has nothing to do with the quarterback that it just has to do with uh, San Diego State's defense um it, you know it's been such a weird season for them I did mention of course that Fresno State their schedule sets up for them to do better down the stretch. Now that they've escaped that San Diego state game, um, who, whose defense can give teams problems, um, getting Hawaii at home on the road against UNLV, then at Nevada, and then closing at home against Wyoming has a good chance to win out and at least salvage what looked to be a lost season after losing at UConn. They should win this game. The question is, can they win this game by more than 24 and a half? Total is 59 and a half. Fresno State has been involved in a few more higher scoring games. Um, The only thing is that we do have a little bit better of a picture of Boise State now. So that 40 to 20 um, loss at Boise State doesn't look maybe as bad as at the time that Boise State's offense has really gotten rolling, which one of the surprises this season for sure. Um, the question about the total is San Diego State's got a really good defense, and somehow that game got to 60 points. Can this one get to 60 points is the question. Obviously, Hawaii's offense probably not as good as San Diego State's, but their defense isn't as good either. What's your take on this game? Again, I would point to Fresno State had negative yards rushing in that game against San Diego State. And so I think even getting to that uh, that many points was a little bit of an aberration. So mm-hmm. I vote that we give an A grade to the under 59 and a half. I think – this game is either going to end up being like, I don't know, 34 to 10 Fresno State wins, or if Hawaii somehow stays in the game, this is going to be like 27 to 20. Like, I, I don't see very many scenarios where the total in this game um, gets gets high, and especially playing in Fresno, you know, Hawaii coming to the, the, the continental U.S., I, I just see this as a potential place where things aren't going to go really, really great for yeah. them. So I say a, a grade under 59 and a half, and I would say let's give a B grade to 24 and a half points. I think that's just way too many points with how Hawaii has improved. Yeah, I would agree with that. And when you look at Fresno State, the New Mexico game might be the closest analog to this. That was in New Mexico, but same kind of thing. That was 41 to nine. I could see that sort of game happening where if the the spell of Hawaii playing games close ends, it's probably going to be this one. I still think it's worth backing because 24 and a half is way too many points. But if it was a right. 41 to nine type game, I would be like, yeah, I mean, that kind of was, it's okay. That's going to happen. And that still would be under 59 and a half. So um, I'm like you, I think we like the under a little bit more than Hawaii plus 24 and a half. So we'll give the taking the points with Hawaii a B grade and the under 59 and a half and a grade. And last one for this show, UCLA at Arizona State. UCLA is a 10 and a half point road favorite. Total is 64 
in this one, Arizona State showing the propensity to, to have some offense and get to higher scoring games if that's the type of game you want to play. Uh, maybe play a little bit lower scoring game if that's the type of game you want to play. You said it obviously wants to play fast. They will put up points. This is one where I'd definitely be looking at the team total for UCLA and going over on that one is I don't think Arizona State stops them. This is a situation where we have to be thinking about the back door. We've talked about this a lot with some of these Pac-12 games with the UCLA's, the Oregon, the USC's, the top teams in the conference scoring a lot of points. And then the question becomes, do you like the over because of the backdoor possibility? Or do you just want to lay it with the favorite and say they're just going to clock them? And I think that's the debate you have to have here. So I'd like to say this should be UCLA minus 14.6. And I think 64 is too short. So I like laying it with the favorite here. And I like the over. I like the UCLA team total over as well. The question is just do we think that UCLA can run away like they did last week and just destroy Arizona State? And so the minus 10.5 is a smarter play. Or do we think that Arizona State has enough offense to hang in there enough, get the back door, push this total up, and the over 64 is a smarter play? I think I so okay. So we, I want to lay the points with UCLA in this spot. I only want to give it a B grade at ten and a half. I want to see if it goes down to ten. Uh, you know, obviously, if it you know, if we still want to give it an A grade, we can give it an A grade at ten and a half. I would say we, we could give it an A grade eleven if we really wanted to. Um, I would I, really I, like. I, a, think B, I think B grade at ten and a half, and if it gets a ten, that's where I'm I'm jumping. Okay. Out. Okay. Well, th- there you go. So I I agree on that. Ah, man, the total of sixty four. I. I think I would just say, let's give it a B grade. I just can't quite get there fully on, on the over 64 um, just because I don't know if I trust. Arizona State has been scoring some points, but it's been against some some lower competition going to the Rose Bowl. I know there's not a lot of a home field advantage there, but um, UCLA has just crushed some teams that have have come in there. I think about that. This one's, uh, this one's at Arizona State. Oh, Arizona State. Okay, well, sorry. Whoops, got that backwards. Um, I, I would still lean towards the the over 64 then. I guess probably being at Arizona State, I feel a little bit better about Arizona State's offense at home uh, yeah. than I would on the road. And, and so I think I'll give it a B grade. I just don't know why I can't quite get there for the A grade. So if we look at uh, – and maybe, and maybe we'll kind of walk through this and maybe you'll say this is exactly why I can't get there. When you look at UCLA's uh, games uh, of late, uh, the non-conference schedule, of course, they, they kind of struggled a little bit more, played a little bit, maybe played with their food a little bit. You know, it's kind of hard to tell. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, the Washington game got to 72. The Utah game got to 74. The Oregon game got to 75. The aberration that was Stanford, who does want to play a little bit slower, and you see like all the scoring. It's just that they didn't, you know, Stanford decided not to oblige, and that game got to uh, fifty-one. When you talk about Arizona State, they, like you said, have played some higher-scoring games. Colorado seventy-six, uh, Washington eighty-three, USC uh, sixty-seven. Utah only 47. The Stanford games, I think if you take them out for Arizona State and UCLA, this would definitely be an over. It's just that Stanford really drug both of these. Stanford drug Arizona State down. Stanford didn't drag UCLA down. They just didn't score at all. (laughs) Um, If you take out the Stanford games, though, this maybe feels a little bit like an easier overplay. Yeah, in that case, let's go A grade over. Um, I, I agree. I, I'm thinking too much about the Stanford game last week from UCLA. So let's go ahead and give it an A grade over 64. Yeah, and it, it it does make you wonder if Stanford's just a little bit more of a weaker offense than we thought. We kind of thought Stanford could backdoor their way 
to some points against UCLA like they did against USC, and that turned out uh, not to be the case. But it does look like Arizona State has been perfectly comfortable playing a higher-scoring games if that's the type of game you want to play, and uh, especially with a new coach. Um you know, they didn't against Oklahoma State, but that was obviously with a different coach. And so usually definitely wants to play a higher scoring game. And so I, I agree. I think that I probably like the over a little bit more than 10 and a half at 10. I, I, it's a different story. I think um, a grade for, for us at 10 on UCLA, if that's a number you can get. Otherwise, we'd say B grade at 10 and a half and then an A grade over 64. That's all the games we've got here for you on episode two. We'll be back on, uh, you know, another day here with episode three with our friend Jake. Uh, any parting words here before we sign off on this episode? Glad to have Jake back for the third episode of the week. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll be glad to have him back, uh, get some of his analysis as well. If you're interested in his Maction thoughts, those are up on Patreon. Again, three bucks a month gets you a ton of goodies over there otherwise we'll be on to talk about the non-maction games uh saturday games and all the other early weekday games before or that, that haven't happened yet by the time uh we record episode three this week but otherwise thanks for tuning into this episode of picture the professor don't forget to subscribe so you can ensure all the sports betting content we provide on this channel dropped right into your feed we'll see you again later in the week with more sports betting content and until then as always best of luck and remember you can eat your betting money but please don't bet you're eating money